Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. Everybody, it is I, William Powell, the KODCM Batch King of DC Media. Welcome to another sizzling episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, I welcome my castmates from A Raisin in the Sun, now playing at Greenbelt Arts Center, 123 Center Way, Greenbelt, Maryland. For tickets, go to www.greenbeltartscenter.org. Or you can also call 301-441-8770. The cast includes Jim Adams as Carl Linder, Samika Berry as Miss Johnson, Janelle Daniels as Benita Younger, Candace Foreman as Ruth Younger, Terry L. Foreman III as Travis Younger, Adrian Johnson is the moving guy, Shanice Jones is Lena Younger, Denzel Madisonberg is George Murchison, and Jason Thomas is Joseph Guy. Actually, I think, uh, yeah, that's right. I, got, I think I actually got that one backwards, but uh, that's okay. We'll just keep it rolling. And last but not least, we got Ryan Willis as Walter Lee Younger. The show is directed by Ricky, Ricky Howie Lacewell and produced by Malcolm Gib- Giblin. And the assistant director is Devon Lee Jackson. All right. So before I bring everybody on, I see the switchboards are, are lighting up. Uh, just got to make a couple quick announcements and I bring everybody on in. Producers and actors, got a show you want announced. You can have it published in a DC Actors Examiner article. For over three years, DC Actors Examiner has been a one-stop shop for show announcements, a local actor profiles and reviews. A personalized announcement can be had for $20. Inbox me at William400 at Yahoo.com. Subject line ad. Screenwriters and playwrights, do you have a table read you want to have performed? You can have it performed on the Inside Acting Radio Show, and you'll have a worldwide audience and receive an MP3 copy of the show. Book now for as little as $30 for the first hour and $25 for the second hour. To book, contact me at real 400 at yahoo.com. Subject line, table read. So I see the switchboard is lining up. So let me just bring everybody right on in. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Blessed and highly favored. Thanks for coming on the show, everybody. 
Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. No problem. All right, man. All right. So what we're going to do is uh, just have everybody just quickly introduce yourself and uh, talk a little bit about uh, the character you play and, and what you're trying to bring to that character. So uh, let, first of all, I, I didn't get names there, but uh, uh, first of all, who, who do we have on the line? I see we got uh, four people on the line here. Uh, this is Candace Foreman. I play Ruth Younger. Jason okay. Collins, I play George Murchison. Uh huh. This is Shamika Berry. I play Mrs. Johnson. Okay. And this is uh, Ryan Willis. I play uh, Walter Younger. All right, Walter Lee. Right on time. That's the way. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we're going to go around and talk about favorite scenes. So, uh, Candace, what's your favorite scene? Oh, wow. Um,. I actually have a few, but the one that sticks out most to me is when Ruth gets the message from Lena, our mama, that they are actually moving into a house. And this is the one time that you get to see Ruth Younger really be happy in the play. And so that's one of my my favorite scenes because she's so looking forward to moving out of that apartment and into her very own home. Hmm. All right, Jason, how about you? Uh, actually, the scene that you're in with uh, Ryan, um, I think that's a turning point uh, for Walter Lee when he realizes that he, he really screwed up the uh, family's uh, situation, made it even worse than what it was. And um, just him getting that bad news and how he uh, goes through with it. Um, that's, that's like... My favorite one, and I have so many more. So many more, but that was one. All right. Okay, Ryan, how about you, man? Um, I got a few as well, but um, I would say um, probably one of my favorite scenes is the is the Miss Johnson scene. Um, it's actually a scene that I don't get to see, <laughs> and I, I can I can just kind of hear it. And um, I know it, it, it changes up each show, and you know they, they do it a little <laughs> bit different each show, and um, so it, that's one I'm anxious to see. But it, it's, um, you know, it, it's definitely—I wouldn't say a need, uh, it's a needed scene uh, where it kind of breaks up some of the seriousness, um, you know, of, of the play, and it, it's definitely a great scene. So that's one of my favorites. All right, Samika. <laughs> I I think that one of my favorite scenes, because as everyone else has said, I have a few. I like when there's a dramatic change in a few of the characters. Um, Like Candace was saying, how we get to see Ruth happy at a certain point. We get to see Walter Lee mature. And we get to see Benita really truly express why she feels she has this calling on her life. And just to see the characters come into their own, to see them change from a two-dimensional character on paper to a three-dimensional, full, fully fleshed person on stage with the realization of their, of their purpose is one of my favorite parts of the show. Hmm. 
try not to give too much oh. away. I don't like spoilers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. This scene is very funny, though. <laughs> oh, wow, the pie gets you every time. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about what makes this a great play. So, Ryan, what, what do you think makes this a great play? Um, there's a lot of things that makes it, it, it uh, makes it a great play. It's, um, you know, kind of one of the things we, we talked about is that it, it's, um, in a way, it's, it's timeless. Um, you know, some of the storylines and the characters are, are, are very applicable to um, today's society. Um, you know, whether it's like a, a you know, a, a mother's relationship with her kids or, um, you know, some of the things that Walter kind of gets into as far as, I was even talking to somebody today about, um, you know, some of Walter's ideas. You know, it, it, you know, we're still in a place where people kind of, um, for you know, maybe uh, you know, like I don't want to give spoilers or anything either. But um, sometimes people have ambition that's kind of misplaced, and you know, people don't know why they want the things that they do, but they just do and they want them and they have to have them, um, and it's very. Um, I, you know, I think applicable to kind of today's society. There's a lot of things, other things, great things um, about this play. It makes it so great. The writing is great. Um, the characters are, are great. Agreed, agreed. Kansas, uh, what's your take on that? Uh, you know, I would agree with Ryan. I think the story is very applicable today. Uh, Raising in the Sun went on Broadway, I believe it was in 1959, and that seems like that was a long time ago, but a lot of the storylines still ring true today. Um, you know, it's a story of love, love between um, a husband and a wife, love between a family, love between a mother and a son, and just trying to basically do the best that they can and be the best that they can. And I, I don't think those types of stories will ever change. Even, you know, when we get 50 years from now, it'll still be something that's relevant and something that people can relate to. Hmm. Yeah, Jason, so uh, what what makes this a great play to you? Uh, personally, I think the characters, um, the cast that we have that plays these characters, um, like I said, the, the play is timeless, and throughout the years, you've seen different casts uh, make these characters their own in their own way, and uh, you've never seen any of them done the same way. And I think uh, it's going to go on from forever, because <laughs> I mean, it's going on right now. Like they said, everything remains today, um, same way it was back then. So, you know, hopefully it'll change, but, you know, maybe this play will help us. And uh, Samika? I like the fact that the characters are real. So often we we see plays or we see TV productions where the characters aren't real. They're caricatures of people that we have seen or pe- people that we know. But these characters, oh, there's no, yes, there is, humor in various places in the show but there's no there's no demeaning humor there's nothing that it's something that becomes cartoonish um like you know there's a difference between cartoon humor and humor 
and the fact that this humor is very real. It's, it's as everyone else has said, it's timeless. It can be, it was set in the 50s, but it could just as well be set in 2015. And the, the dynamics of the cast could change, but the story is still true. A story about hopes and dreams, about misplaced exuberance and enthusiasm and wanting something instantaneously and not really understanding that you have to work for something that is of value. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to switch gears and move into uh, kind of how how you guys prepare for these roles. So now, Jason, you got to talk to me about this 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 guy, this character, George Murchison. He's he's a real character with an interesting character. <laughs> So what? How did you prepare for that role? What What's some of the uh, the elements that you you try to uh, to pull from to create that character? Um, <laughs> creeps that uh, I may have heard about or known in my lifetime. Um, that's pretty much what I've drawn it from, and um, and I just thought of like uh, how I think they would sound in a more comical way. I see him as as an important character in a dramatic way, but yet, like Ms. Johnson, can bring a little bit of comic relief to uh, the situation, you know, try to lighten things up and, um, you know, just make it better. I mean, it's it's just, he's a great character to play. It's one of my first roles and already a challenge, but uh, I love it. Hmm. Okay, okay, I agree with that. Okay, so Candace, so uh, talk about uh, Ruth. What uh, what was your inspiration for her? You know, I I tried to get inspiration um, in a couple places. One, of course, after reading the play, um, I tried to envision myself um, how a woman, you know, growing up um, in the fifties would act, respond, would be, what kind of uh, woman she would be. And then after, you know, uh, listening to other people talk about the part of Ruth Younger and how other people have played her, which I think tend to be a little bit more um, docile than the path I decided to take, um, I think a lot of that has to do with how I interpreted the script. Um, When I go back, I've read it, you know, multiple times in preparing for the role and trying to define my character and and who she wanted to be. And even though a lot of times the things that she does, she's not necessarily outspoken in certain ways, but I I think that she is in others. You know, she she has a lot of uh, nonverbal body cues and, you know, her support for her family is, is very clearly evident in her you know, wanting to help her husband realize his dreams. And she has a very tight relationship with Lena Younger, um, the matriarch of the family. And so I just try to, in Ruth, that I think people don't ordinarily see, I envision her to be um, a strong woman, um, an outspoken woman, but at the right time. Uh, Again, you know, this is 1950, so I kind of wanted to make sure I – took that into account as well, but I I wanted to give her a new life, um, and I wanted her to come across as not a docile character, but a very strong character, but also a character that has empathy and love as well. 
this is very well said. That's very I, everything you said is what I mean. What I've observed in uh, you talk about the body language and the cues. I mean, I, the scene I'm in with you, I definitely, I definitely get that. I mean, there's no doubt about that at all. Right, and a lot of why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss Johnson, you do. <laughs> yeah. I got to so keep now, you straight uh, now. <laughs> Okay, and so, uh, oh, so Samika, so speaking of uh, Miss Johnson, I mean, that, there's got to be, I think we all know a Miss Johnson somewhere. So what's, <laughs> what's, uh, what did you bring to the role? I mean, what, uh, were the real people? Was it just a script? Uh, how did you create that role? Well, the interesting thing about Mrs. Johnson's character is that she is often not included in the production. The scene that she's in is an addendum. So often when I've told people that I'm in a Raisin in the Sun, people immediately start asking, well, who do you play? Are, are you playing Ruth? And I said, no. Well, are you playing Benita? And I said, no. And they look at me a little funny. You're playing Mama? And I said, no. Well, then who are you? There's not anybody <laughs> left. And so I said, well, there's Mrs. Johnson. She's a neighbor, and she's not often seen because the show – is 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 a very meaty show. Eliminating the scene that she's in often shortens the show, but our director has chosen to keep that scene in because it does offer a little lightheartedness to the show. At the same time, it's still a voice that that is expressed. Um, again, not trying to give too much away, but my inspiration for Mrs. Johnson is. She says some things that are not popular and are not – she says some very politically incorrect things that are upsetting, but the way that I chose to portray it was to do all the things that you would never really do at somebody's house. And it, for me, it was an expression of pure freedom, just – the things that Mrs. Johnson says, I would never say. I don't know many people who would say them. Sure, people can hide behind their computers and say anything that they want on Facebook or in comment sections, but Mrs. Johnson is someone who, what you type on Facebook, she will say to your face. And so I am embracing that opportunity to just be very free and no holds barred, just, just have fun and be as as interesting and as meddlesome as I possibly can. <laughs> and you do that very well. <laughs> well yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, she started out, um, you know, almost as a comic relief, but when you have wonderful actresses and actors in this scene that give you something to really feed off of, it it fuels you to do more and to see how you can make the scene better or to see if you can maybe after rehearsing so often, sometimes the scene can feel stagnant. And so you want to do something a little bit, you know, spicing it up and liven it up. And when you have a co-star as wonderful as Candace, who can give you such great nonverbal feedback, then that will kind of fuel you to do a little bit more to see, okay, well, what kind of buttons can I push this time? So this weekend will be very interesting. Yes, it will. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a very uh the show is very organic in the way it it unfolds. I mean, I have just the one scene is uh, the hapless infamous Bobo, but even in that scene I can just feel the reality of it. You could just really feel the reality of it. It's like it's unfolding before your eyes. So, uh, so Ryan, Walter Lee Younger, that is a very – now, I know uh, our director, Ricky, was saying that, okay, he's not an angry black man, you know, mm-hmm. but – and then, you know, I, I know there's an infamous movie with uh, P. Diddy, and that, and that was kind of widely uh, – I don't want to say pan, but kind of looked down upon, but, like, God, there's just so much history there in that character. So, like, what was your take on this? Was it – I mean – you got a lot to talk about. How? What was your approach to the character? Um, I, I guess the um, for me the biggest thing was probably to um, kind of see where you know, I guess some of those characters came from to uh, you know kind of appreciate um, what Sidney Poitier did you know with the character and uh, you know Denzel or Danny Glover or some of the other famous um, folks who have. Um, you know, kind of played it and, and to not really um, not try to emulate that or not try to, you know, try to understand that people have a reference, like my mom, you know, she has a reference and people of my mom's age, they, you know, a lot of people have seen the movie or maybe seen the play and, um, you know, things of that nature. So kind of understand that they, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, hold that in a certain regard and understand that and just to try to bring my own, you know, spin and creativity um, to the character, and you know, not just kind of get caught up in like, oh, I got to be like Sidney Poitier, which is, you know, like my mom would say, um, big, big shoes to fill. Um, so, you know, that, that's kind of how it was. I did, I did watch the, you know, the movie from '59, and I didn't, fortunately or unfortunately, see the um, uh, Sean Combs version <laughs> of A Raisin in the Sun. Um, so. You know, I just, I just, I didn't want it to be um, too influenced by some of the other people who have played it, and just kind of focus on what I could bring to it, and you know, bring my own emotion and history and um, you know, feelings to it, you know, that that kind of thing, and, and to not overthink it. You know, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's easy to to get caught up in and saying like, you know, because it is such an iconic um, character, and you know, so many, so many people have done it. And, you know, that you have to be this or it got to be, like, super extra, you know, like the best dude ever to do it. Um, you know, and, that, and that, that's kind of, you know, if you think like that, you kind of get um, kind of thrown off your game. So it is, the key was just to, you know, be me and, you know, um, you know, think about some of my experiences because I can see myself in many of the situations that, that you know, Walter has been in. And, um, and actually a lot of the characters, not just Walter, but, you know, uh, I can see myself in a lot of the characters that we have in this play, so. That's kind of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with that. Uh, I think we can all definitely relate to it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, there's a question going around. It's sometimes you hear it uh, uh, after the show, or like just talking to non-actors or relatives and things like that. But you get this this question. They say, come up to you, say, well. How did you memorize all those lines? 
And this is a very, very long show. <laughs> this generally speaking. Have we memorized all the lines? Um, I think we have. I think we have. <laughs> yes. We have memorized done our lines. very best. <laughs> yeah, talk a little bit about that. Oh, man. Yeah, I was going to start with Candace on that one. Um. So we did something early on in our process, which was extremely helpful for me. And I've done it with other productions. We did a recording of a read through. And so the ability for me to hear um, the play run as it should and, and, and being able to hear, you know, my cue lines and then me say my lines is very helpful in terms of me um, learning very quickly what I need to say you know, it's something that I do when I'm driving in my car um, on the way to work, when I'm driving home. I also will try and read the play a couple times from cover to cover just so I can kind of get that, um, you know, that the visual, the words in, in my mind visually as I'm reading the pages. And so those were the two biggest ways that helped me to learn the lines really quickly. But definitely I had to say it was the recording, hands down. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I see somebody else has joined us. Uh, who who just joined? Uh, Janelle, Vanessa. Hey, Janelle. Hey, Janelle. <laughs> All right. So I see you've been holding on there for a minute. So we were just talking about uh, how we. Uh, first of all, talk a little bit about uh, your character and, and uh, how you prepared for it, and then just jump right into. Uh, how you went about memorizing your lines. Okay. Well, um, so uh, I'm Janelle. I play Benita, and Benita is the youngest of the younger. She's 20 years old, and she has aspirations of going to medical school. Um, in my opinion, she's, like, far beyond her years and her time and her thinking. Um, for a woman, you know, dreaming of medical school in that time is something that was not really – Ordinary. Um, so I think Benita is a really complex person. She knows what she wants out of life, but at the same time, she's trying to find herself. She's trying to find her identity and, you know, her roots from Africa. And uh, she's also dealing with the struggles that is going on within her family and has resentment towards her brother and her living conditions. So you see that play out within the play. Um, I I tried to uh, bring, I guess, a modern twist to her, um, put myself in her position when I rehearsed for uh, her, the role of Benita. Um, and to, like, memorize the lines, I pretty much, I'm, I'm good at memory. Uh, so I would just read the script and read it over and over and over again and uh, just kind of, like, wrote memorization, replayed in my head and said it out loud until I got it. Um, I didn't really, like, I know we had the recording, but I didn't use it as much as I should have. So that's what that's what I did. All right. Very good. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jason, what was your approach to those lines? Um, I do pretty much. They better than that as much as uh, the rest of the cast. I just Went right on ahead and uh, read and repeat, read and repeat. That's it. Um, as much as I could till I got it. 
that was pretty much it. The lines were pretty much easier than the blocking for me. Um, I think the blocking was the uh, hardest of the two for me, so because I didn't mm-hmm. have to do Mm, yeah, that can be a challenge too. So, now, Sonika, I think you had you had played Miss Johnson before. Is that correct? That is correct. I played her ooh, five years ago at Tantalon Community Players. So, for me, the lines came back a little easier, but I still had to review them. They weren't once the show was over for me. The the lines are gone. <laughs> um, I think what helps me is that the constant rehearsing, it becomes a part of me. And knowing where I'm standing when I'm saying something, knowing why I'm saying it, knowing what my motivation is for saying it, helps helps it become a part of me more than just saying words on a page. Um, I have a really bad habit of wanting to hold on to my script, which is my crutch. And the very first time when they say, all right, off book, even – if I have the fewest lines of anyone in the show, I'm still wanting to hold on to my script because I just really don't want to mess it up. But you have to, it's like riding a bicycle. You have to fall down a few times so that you know that you can actually have your balance and that you can actually ride and, and carry yourself through. So I think the repetition for me and the knowing where I'm standing and knowing what I'm doing helps me memorize the lines. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the blocking and the lines sometimes go hand in hand. Okay, Ryan, so what was your approach? Oh, man, it was um, pretty much a combination of, 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 you know, the things everyone else has said. Um, the recording definitely helped. Um, you know, my, my girlfriend helped me out a lot. Like, we would, you know, I would come home, and you know, we would, she would help me read lines and, you know, um, reading the book over and over and you know it was it got to the point where I just had to cut out a lot of other things or activities in my life and just kind of you know focus on trying to get this you know trying to get the words down because you know as you know within the process you can't actually get to the the fun the actual acting part of it until you have the lines down because it's if you don't have the lines it kind of it always trip you up and you're like you know okay I, I don't know what I'm doing with the lines and then I can't can't have actual fun with it. So, you know, wanting to get to that point and wanting to do, you know, such a great job and, um, you know, being part of this play, um, you know, definitely helped. So it's just, you know, a bunch of different things, everything, everything at once. So. Very well said. So that kind of brings up a subject that uh, comes up a lot of times in these longer plays is, I'm thinking I'll start with you, Candace, talking about the, I guess, the mental approach to gaffes, hiccups, dropped lines, things that don't like you want them to. So what's the, what's been your approach to that? Is it uh, one of those things where you kind of go back and, you know, pound the table, or is it uh, something that you're, you've been good at, like, just forgetting? I mean, what's what's been your approach on that? Um, I kind of just roll with the punches. Uh, you know, you may have that freak out moment in your mind to yourself, <laughs> but thankfully <laughs> the audience can't see that. And, you know, you are a good enough actor to kind of pull it together. And, and I think a lot of it also <laughs> has to do with the ability to improv. You know, this yeah. is live theater that we're talking about. And so things are never going to go 
exactly the way that they are supposed to. And your ability to shift gears um, basically undetected by the audience, I think, is a skill that everybody needs to have. And so you just kind of have to roll with the punches. And, you know, I know I've done it to Walter many a night where I may have said one thing that he was expecting and I didn't say it. And so we just went in a totally different direction and we rolled with it. So I, I think, you know, being able to be flexible and nimble when you're doing live theater is, is just key. I mean, it's something that, that's going to happen whether you plan it or not, and you just have to be able to adjust and just move on quickly. And sometimes you have to remember that we all are human. And yes. we're not perfect. And you might get the giggles on stage. Or <laughs> 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 fortunately, if you're in a more lighthearted scene, it can be played off a little bit better than if you were in a very serious scene. But I've seen that happen as well, not in our production, but I've seen it in other shows that the, there's a really thin line between some emotions and sometimes people giggle at inopportune times. and Or sometimes things go too well and things get spilled on the floor. So, you know. Knowing where just roll with handy. <laughs> you just roll with I, I think the important thing and all of that is that you, right, and I think the important thing to remember is that whatever happens you stay in character. So yeah. you know, when 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 you know, when you slam that coffee mug down on the table and it skyrockets <laughs> into the air and lands on the floor, you clean up the spill so that your fellow actors coming behind you don't slip, but you do it in character. <laughs> So you, right. you right. have to be flexible and roll with the punches. Or you right. give, a, you know, a little curt eyebrow raise and you look at your cast member like, you done lost a natural mind, which is what your character would do anyway. And then you just keep on with the next line. <laughs> but we're not talking wow. about production. We're talking about just live theater in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah, Jason, what's your take on that? Uh, like I said, just keep it moving, man. Um, if they know raising by the raising, I'm sorry, raising them the sun about laughing laugh is just that's pretty odd. So we just, I just keep it moving. I know I stumbled a couple times over my words. Um, just play it off, you know. Just don't stop. <laughs> then we might have a problem. But um, yeah, just keep it going. That's right. Uh, and you, Ryan. Yeah, um, space like they said, just um, you know, you have to like trust your your fellow actors. Um, you know that know that they're gonna have your back and you're gonna have their back. And um, like our our um, directors tell us, uh, like Ricky and JJ, they they tell us to um, to know the story. Like if you know mm-hmm. if you know the story, you can kind of fill in the gaps. If you know kind of what's supposed to come next, you can get to that point. You just gotta kind of be able to um, fluidly you know, fill in the, the, the spaces and stuff. And then, you know, um, like you say, keep it moving and uh, give the people a show. That's right. And Janelle? Uh, well, yeah, I agree with everything that everybody said. Um, I'm new to it, so for me, it it was a lesson for me to learn because, I'm, like, as a human being, I'm naturally kind of hard on myself and, perfectionist Um, but you can't be perfect when you're doing live theater it's just not possible 
I mean, you can try, but I think what perfection is is being able to adjust when things like that happen and keep it going and keep it flowing. And so I've learned from my fellow actors and actresses how to do that. Um, So I would just say, like, it's been such a great learning opportunity for me, and, like, I know how to, you know, adjust better now. (laughs) So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so we're coming up on about eight minutes here. So um, I guess we'll just do a little infomercial here. So we'll just go down the list and just say uh, why should folks come out and see the play and um, what can they expect? So, uh, Candace, we'll start with you. I think people can expect a roller coaster of emotions. People know a raisin in the sun. They've read it. They've seen it either as a stage play or as a movie, but they have not experienced it with this cast. I think we have a phenomenal cast. I think we all um, bring something very um, relevant, something very pertinent to the table, and if they come to this show, they definitely will not be disappointed. They will laugh. They will cry, and they will just literally be amazed. All right. Very good. Jason? Yes, definitely come check out the cast. Um, Two and a half months of uh, the hard work that we put into this and um, the product, the finished product that we have is it's amazing how it all came together. Um, And I'm very proud of us, and... Oh man, yeah. Just come out, check out the cast, man. You haven't seen it done the done the way we've done it. Um, just check it out. You know the story, like she said, and then just come out, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, Samika. It's a family show about family performed by a family. Um, even though I have one of the shortest scenes within the show. I never felt like an outsider with the cast. Some of the cast I've worked with before, um, some I've just met for the first time, but we immediately gelled and we get along and I believe we genuinely love each other and care about each other. And so it's not just watching people act on stage. It's an experience and just come and be a part of our family. All right. Okay, Ryan. Everything they said um, is on point. It's a great show, great cast. Um, everybody's wonderful in it. Um, you know, just just come on down and see it and enjoy it. It's worth it. Um, tell your friends to come see it, and your family, and your enemies, and your loved ones, and everybody. <laughs> um, because, you know, we like they say, we put, we, you know, we, we, we put in a lot of work. For this, and um, you know, we we feel like it's a, it's a good product, and we would we just want everybody to enjoy it. So that's all I have to say. All right, and uh, Janelle, um, I concur with my castmate. Great, we're a great cast. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better cast. Um, most supportive and loving cast I could ever ask for. Great actors. It's a great um, show. And the story is something that is just timeless. So it's, it's something that anyone can relate to. 
um, in any, like, day and age, it's things that are still happening that were in the play. So um, it's something that is a great family show. It's an intimate environment. So you're one with the cast, and you get that one-on-one personal experience, and you feel like you're going through it with us. So it's a great show to go to. I would suggest it to everybody. (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so I think we're just about out of time here. I just want to thank everybody for for calling into the show tonight. I think uh, I agree with everything that was said tonight. It's a family show done by a family. It's it's uh, very relevant. It's timeless. Uh, I personally, I've been listening to an audio version of the of the play over and over again in my car. And there's this one scene after Bobo's scene. Uh, as a guy and Benito that I think is this, one of the best scenes I've ever I've ever encountered. It's just like it just talks so much about life and it's just so predictive of like, you know, the next fifty years. It's just like an amazing there's just so much amazing writing in, in the show. It's a piece of of wonderful, wonderful genius and uh just the honor and the privilege to share the stage with you guys. It's just uh <laughs> a great, great play. Great, uh, we've had great, great audiences as well. And uh, then yeah. we got this weekend coming up, and then next weekend, and uh, just uh, God, it's just it's really a great experience. It really is. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> All Definitely. Right. Okay. It's just lovely. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't want to talk. We got like two, two and a half minutes. You want to say something? Okay, go ahead. No, I just, I just said it's just lovely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, all right. Hey, well, thanks again for uh, coming on the show, and uh, I guess I'll be seeing you guys tomorrow. I know I'll be seeing you guys tomorrow. Yeah. You better yeah. be seeing us tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be going. I'll be going Tom, to Springfield bro. now. I didn't go to no Springfield. <laughs> why not? What was happening in Springfield? We'll have to find out why not tomorrow. That's right. That's right. Thanks for inviting us on, William. Okay. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Good night. Okay. Bye bye. Good night. Good night. All right. And everybody, let me leave you with this quote from Bradley Cooper. He said, I think if you live in a black and white world, you're going to suffer a lot. I used to be like that, but I don't believe in that anymore. Night.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.